2: It's been 42 days and 2,800 miles, but the Sooners are finally back on the corner of Lindsay and Jenkins. Here we go.
3: Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College live at Woody's Country Store and Barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Also brought to you by. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner football. And by Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland.
4: All right,
2: welcome everybody to Sooner Sports Talk brought to you by AT&T. We are at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. No Lincoln Riley tonight, although he will, we will hear from him coming up in the show. He met with the media today. We're going to have several sound bites for you of what he had to say. You know Teddy Lehman, the Butkus Award winner. He's back, but we welcome in now the uh, other half of our in fact, magnificent radio Whoa, team. Whoa! Look at that, Gabe Eichert and Chris Plank. Everybody, how about a round of
5: applause? We didn't get the memo on the pullover yeah, tonight. Yeah, thanks for the pullover, memo, guys. And they look good it's on you. in here. Look like <laughs> idiots wearing these polos.
2: <laughs> you got to keep the comedy fresh here at Rudy's. It's a little chilly in here. Nice,
5: Gabe, Chris. Let's just start with your
2: overall thoughts. And Gabe, I'll start with you. Sixty-two to nine on Saturday. How'd you feel the
5: Sooners play? Yeah, certainly wasn't perfect, but did exactly what you want them to do when they're playing an inferior football team. And not to disrespect Kansas, but that's exactly what they are. And I I thought OU did some really good things offensively. Still, uh, I think that running game is really coming along. Ramondre Stevenson has really breathed some life into that rushing attack. And then defensively, my goodness, uh, that defensive line embarrassed Kansas's offensive line I felt bad for Kansas's offensive line that was a disgraceful performance (laughs) if if we're being honest but offensively it seems like they're still building in a positive direction and then defensively this is the best defense we've seen them play around here in a while boys Chris what'd you think
6: you know obviously a unique perspective being down there on the sidelines just kind of monitoring everything from you know how Spencer Rattler handled the injury situation to how Austin Stogner went and I just I mean obviously Gabe and Teddy have the X and O's covered of this but I just love to see how this team continues to work together on the sidelines when you know there might be someone that's dinged up well the the, the backup is ready and he's been engaged in those huddles nonstop. you see these young guys who the DJ Grahams of the world we're starting to see a little bit more of the Shane Witters who got an opportunity these aren't guys who are just sitting around uh, I don't know picking dandelion or something they're engaged they're engaged in the huddles they're they're learning what they need to do so that, that's really been something enjoyable to watch for me from our perspective this year T-Row because you see a team that I think is getting better they're growing they're improving and everyone's engaged in what's going on there's not a couple guys that are sitting away from things they know what's going on they know what the plan is and they want to be a part of, of obviously helping everyone out it's
1: been really fun to watch this team grow I don't think there's any doubt that this team is, you know, starting to peak at the right time and you get Ramondre Stevenson back on that offense and it looks like they've hit a different gear. Gabe, how much do you think that's Ramondre and just his athleticism that he brings and how much is it that offensive line starting to gel and play better as a unit?
5: Yeah, I definitely think it's a combination of both of those things, Ted, and you look at the offensive line. They're starting to find the continuity with the five, right? We're seeing the same starting five a couple games in a row, the same guys playing the majority of snaps. But Ramondre Stevenson, he, he also has a gift of making the first guy miss. And you see it right here, like, guy doesn't even have a chance. So it's, it's a combination of these things. But Ramondre Stevenson is also a special player. That combination of athleticism, power, his ability to make guys miss, you know, with shake but also stiff-arm guys to the ground, he has just brought so much physicality to this run game. And one thing he really understands about what they want to do, he understands the tempo of the plays, his patience, his vision. And then you saw him add this wrinkle of him as a receiver out of the backfield. So. He's fantastic, but I think it is a combination of the O line, same guys, getting together, playing well, and then you've got Ramondre Stevenson, who is just the best back by a lot, in my opinion, on this football team.
6: And I think it's been interesting, too, Ted, Toby, to get your perspective of Gabe's on this. It's almost like there's a new wrinkle with Ramondre this year. And maybe, Toby, you and I talked about this on the Sooner Sports podcast, which is out and available right now nice. at Soonersports.com slash podcast. But maybe it's something that was there last year. And just because he was ram-bam and he was running over people, we didn't notice it. But, you know, Teddy, I've noticed a guy that's, added a new little wrinkle the spin move the cut the the running around guys you know he gave all the credit in the post game to DeMarco Murray but I see a guy that's really committed to improve his agility as well
1: well I mean I, I think you do have to credit DeMarco Murray I mean that there's been a change in the in the running back room and their coaching points that they you know they, they spend a huge amount of time with him in drill work and meeting rooms so If there's any type of change you see from a guy one year to the next, I think he does have to receive at least some of that credit. And, you know, it's just natural. You know, these guys are, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds, and they're making big leaps. Some guys make huge leaps from the time they show up on campus until they're seniors. and. You know, coming into this senior year, I think it's fair to say that Ramondre, you know, uh, a better understanding of the offense, a better understanding of the way that he fits into it. I, and I think you just add all of that together yeah. and it equals a, a more productive year for him. Opening segment
2: presented by Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. The big story coming out of this game, though, and and know you played well in sixty-two-nine, was concern for uh, Spencer Rattler and and Austin Stogner. I want to ask each of you if you think Lincoln – I mean, Lincoln says they're fine, they're going to play. Does everybody agree with that? But, Chris, I want to start with you. You – this is what you do down there on the sidelines. You're watching how the doctors deal with players and everything, and the level of concern can tell you a lot, right? Yeah, and there wasn't too much, which I I thought was incredibly reassuring. You know, I
6: I, I think the Oklahoma Sooner is one of the more unheralded aspects of this team, and – Gabe you you can attest to it Teddy you can attest to it because uh, these guys have been around for a while, but Scott Anderson's athletic training crew, and, you know, the the crew of doctors from Doc Schnabel and Doc McGinnis and, of course, Jim Hillison, the director of rehabilitation, and Chris Watson, who's in his second year with football. You know, you get concerned to me, Gabe, whenever there's that big huddle around him, and all of them are talking. The whispering. or whispering. The whispering takes place. You know, <laughs> there's Scott, notepads. Scott has a little notepad, and he'll make a little note in it, and you're like, oh, no, what's going on right now? But that never happened with with – uh, Spencer Rattler. Now, Austin Stockner went back to the locker room, but Ted brought up a great point. When you see him going on the bike and trying that out, that's a good sign. That probably means it's not a ligament issue. But, yeah, there was never an overriding concern with, with what was going on. They put a patch on his hip. He went back out and, uh, and was able to play a couple of series. And then when he came out, he, he never went back to the attention of trainers outside of getting a little ice on it. So, for
2: me, guys, that was all good news. They're OK. No doubt they're good. To play. No, they're
1: I good. don't think there's any doubt. I just thought it was fun watching Rattler kind of <laughs> limp up to Lincoln Riley and then kind of like simulate how he couldn't like throw it well. Yeah. And Lincoln paid zero attention <laughs> to that. And, you know, judging by his hand signs, he's like talking about the coverage and <laughs> where the safeties are. But and I can't blitzes. walk. Coach. <laughs> it's like, it's like he w- Lincoln showed zero concern yeah. about Spencer Rattler and how he felt. So that tells me that he's got zero concern with Between him. Between
2: the two of you, you and Gabe, you've had every injury known to football. <laughs> So, have either one of you been through this before—the old hip pointer situation? If that's what he's got. No, the,
5: I, the I've deep seen hip bruise <laughs> happened to me, and I, I'm not gonna lie. Listen, folks, I could throw out any injury in the world. <laughs> oh, I, and I, one I of these remember. two has had it. It was late in the season. It happened during practice. I landed on the I landed on the field. The field gets a little hard late in the year, right? With what happens to grass, you know, in the winter. And I landed on it. And I was like, that didn't feel good. And my hip was black. <laughs> For months and it didn't feel very good guys and I I, I'll say this with the bruise that Rattlers got and the bruise that Stogner got and Stogner's could have been a lot worse with the way he got hit on that play I think this bye week is much needed for both of those guys I really do I think those guys are hurting right now all right, we'll take a time out.
2: Before we do, this year's Lawyers Fighting Hunger Annual Day of Kindness Turkey Drive, presented by Noble McIntyre McIntyre Law, will be Friday, November 20th. Download the McIntyre Law app and click on the turkey icon to pre-register for the event and reserve your turkey today. We'll hear from Lincoln Riley next. It's a radio roundtable edition of Sooner Sports Talk here at Rudy's, brought to you by AT&T.
4: The Phillips 66 Bedlam Series is brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, Homeland, Oklahoma Blood Institute, Anheuser-Busch, and Phillips 66. Live to the full. Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Riverwind, still the one. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality it's a tuesday night we're at rudy's
2: welcome back to sooner sports talk whether you're home gating or tailgating for the ou game make a winning play with tostitos chips tostitos packs the crunch for a touchdown in taste teddy gabe chris toby back with you one of the biggest stories for this ou football team this year has no doubt been the play of their defensive line nine sacks on saturday against kansas they've been on fire lately and nick benito maybe first and foremost amongst them he had three sacks on saturday here's what lincoln said about benito
7: earlier today uh, you could see you know i wouldn't hear for for strikes early years uh you know strike was kind of just that undersized guy that had you know just just a such a motor um uh, and an intensity of getting to the, to the pass or great, great feel for the game. Um, uh, but, you know, did it from such a, you know, such a unique frame for a pass rusher. I mean, look at the guy and think that guy was an elite pass rusher at this level. You don't look at him and say that, but he certainly could do it. Um, you know, Oboe had more prototypical strength, kind of strength and power combination. I think Oboe through his years, it was learning to become a complete player and do more than just rush the passer. And I think Nick has in some ways been similar. Nick is, has a little more length than Oboe does. Uh, he's not quite as strong. You know, that'll be a big, I think, deal for him as he continues to grow is, you know, can he? how, how strong can he get and really add that power to, to a game that already has, you know, he's he's probably got as good a bend and, and acceleration, all of that. Uh you know, being able to make himself skinny, body control, probably the, you know, you know, ranks pretty highly with those guys. But, you know, those guys, I would say, you know, they continued to improve throughout their career. And every year was a little bit better. And they made themselves more rounded players. And Nick has started to do that. He certainly improved here in this season. But, you know, to, to be what he can be, he's going to have to continue to take you know, weaknesses that he has and turn them into strengths and continue to build his body and, and his understanding. But he's uh, now he's doing a great job for us. He's 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 an athletic guy and very, very tough to stop on the edge.
2: All right, let's have a discussion here, guys, about the defensive line. They've been unbelievable this year. And Teddy, we'll start with you and take it wherever you want. But I want to ask you about Benito specifically. Eric Stryker, Obo Okoronkwo. High praise to put him in that category.
1: Well, it is. I think he's different than those guys. You know, Stryker was a, I mean, a great speed rush and a great bend and able to get under those tackles around the corner. Uh, Oboe was, you know, a strong guy. He had a good edge rush, but was also able to counter and spin inside and do some other things. I I wouldn't put Benito in that category as a pure pass rusher, but I think he's done some really good things. I, I think he's, he's benefited from Perkins coming back. I think that his get off is starting to get quite a bit better. Um, I, I, I haven't seen him really develop a great counter yet. He's got a good speed rush around the outside, and he's done a good job in some of their combination rushing uh, pass rush games with other defensive linemen, but I haven't really seen him put together a great counter move yet, and all great pass rushers have those, so I think he's he's come a long way, and I still think he has uh, a really high ceiling, but it's definitely fun to see a lot of that production start to happen from him. You know, one of the ways that he's gotten a couple of sacks this year is playing a tight spy where they run games and he just floats at the line of scrimmage, kind of waiting for an opening for the quarterback to be flushed up in the pocket. He just kind of, you know, folds in there for a quick sack. And that's been a nice benefit and, you know, gives him some good versatility there. So uh, I, I think that he's really come along strong, but he has tons of room for improvement. And I think he's going to keep making those strides this year.
2: This segment brought to you by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Gabe, you see it from the offensive line perspective when you look at Benito, Perkins, Perry, on Winfrey, Isaiah Thomas.
5: What are they doing so well right now? Yeah, I think they're just getting penetration at the line of scrimmage. I mean, and and that's what Alex Grinch and that defensive staff. You know, Tibbs, uh, Coach Kane. That that is what they preach. They want that penetration in the run game. Of course, they want it when they're rushing the passer, but one thing that really stands out to me is they're, they're really working well off each other. Uh, not everything they're doing is called. There, there's some improvisa- improv in those movements, and they're doing a good job of when, maybe if a guy makes an inside mood, they've got a guy that's replacing on the outside. And I, I think they're developing a chemistry on that defensive line. And I also think they've played three really bad offensive lines in the last three games. I'm just going to (laughs) be honest about that. But that doesn't take away from anything they've done. They've been really good.
2: Chris, coming into the year, no Neville Gallimore, no Jalen Redman, no Ronnie Perkins for a while. I'm leaving out a couple of guys, too, that they had last year. I don't know that our expectations were really high for this defensive line.
6: Yeah, Q Overton, Dylan yeah. Famatao. Uh, I, I think I tried to sell you on the, the podcast that this doesn't surprise me how well they're playing, but I went back and thought about it, Tiro. It surprises me, okay? <laughs> I, I, I just I just got to kind of eat my words on that one. And, and here's, you know, they will be able uh, – Teddy, you were laying it out. It's funny. I was asking Gabe about when, when we were going to talk about Benito during the break. They had him wind up inside I mean a, a couple of times and it's just it's unique how versatile they're able to be with them and to see a speed guy and obviously I'm a little bit partial to the 918 guys but to see a speed guy like Isaiah Thomas be able to add a little power to his game Teddy I mean here's a guy that at his size ran the anchor in the four by 100-meter relay when he was in high school. That's how Oklahoma saw him. They saw him running track and thought, okay, let's go. You're coming to Oklahoma. He was the first signee for Calvin Thibodeau. And he's just been so impressive to me in how he's waited for his turn. And much like names before him, like uh, Oboe, two years before he got an opportunity. Uh, Jeremy Beal took him a while. You look at the great pass rushers that the Sooners have had. It's not always like day one couple of years in, and I love what we're seeing from Isaiah Thomas. They've been a blast to watch develop. And kudos to Jamar Cain and Calvin yeah. Thibodeau, who are working really well together.
2: Good point. Whenever there's a Sooners game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Please drink responsibly. How would you like to be able to listen to Teddy and Gabe and Chris and the rest of the Sooner broadcast while synced up to your TV in the comfort of your home? You can go to SyncMyGame.com to find out how. Sooners got a new addition to the team on Saturday. We'll talk a little Jaden Hazelwood next. Plus. We will pass out our Big 12 Mid-Season Awards. Teddy's got a butt kiss brain teaser for all of us coming up. It's a packed show. Stay with us here on Sooner Sports Talk.
4: Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OGD. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively and Heiser Bush. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. All right, it's
2: a bye week. That means it's a radio roundtable edition of the Lincoln Riley Show tonight. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick fil A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Good to see Jaden Hazelwood back out there on Saturday. He got a catch, big play in the second half. Here's Lincoln talking about Hazelwood earlier today.
7: I think that's that's how we all get judged is, you know, when things don't go our way, how do we handle it, you know, and you got a guy that's, you know, highly recruited and a good football player and comes in here and has a good, you know, a, a really good freshman year and you know, things kind of set up to really take off and all of a sudden something as crazy as what happened to Jaden happens and you, you you do get a chance to it's a test. I mean, that's maybe the best way to explain it. I mean, it's a, it's a test and and uh, you either respond or, or you pout and he, he certainly did and along the way, not just getting himself ready, but continuing to stay very engaged with our team and still being a really positive member of the team, bringing energy, insight, you know, studying. I mean, that's that's why he's been ready to play or why he's ready to play, you know, six months after getting hurt. I mean, that's, uh, you know, a lot of guys aren't, even if a guy is physically maybe busted his tail in the weight room and rehab and all that. But maybe mentally, he didn't quite prepare like a guy that's getting ready to play a game where, you know, I think, I think Jaden has done a good job of both and giving himself to not only be ready to play some, but also contribute here. Lincoln Riley, very impressed with Jaden
2: Hazelwood. This segment brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Chris, Gabe, how big of an impact could Jaden Hazelwood have the rest of the way?
6: Somebody put him in their spotlight this week. So that would have been Gabe Eichert. I'll just add this. At some point, do yourself a favor and find Jane Hazelwood's interview from today with the media gave to hear him talk he got emotional you could sense it it meant a lot to him and he's a five-star guy with all the talent in the world and put this guy in the slot he's a mismatch for everybody
5: yeah he's the most talented wide receiver on this football team I mean those those are the words of the guys that are on this football team not that's not just my opinion so you you look at it and he he has size he has speed the one thing I always wondered about Jaden was you know what was the work ethic like and now I'm being told that they've never seen an injured guy work the way that he did and be as engaged as a teammate as he was so it, it has changed how I feel about Jaden Hazelwood as a football player and I think the sky's the limit for this kid He he's got all the talent in the world he's got the dedication and it sounds like this adversity he's gone through, it's made him more dedicated to football. I mean, he's talked about, you know, becoming more of a student of the game and becoming more engaged as a teammate. I mean, that's everything you want to hear, and you don't always hear that from a guy that has the amount of talent that Jaden Hazelwood has. I I can't wait to see what this kid does the rest of the year.
1: I'm happy for him. You know, it's rare that you see anyone come back from an injury, an knee injury that quickly, it's the quickest I've ever heard of. Um, and, you know, they're not going to put a guy out there whenever he's not ready physically uh, to take on that challenge. So you trust that that medical staff, but it just shows that he's got, uh, first and foremost, tremendous DNA to be able to, <laughs> to come back from an injury like that that quickly. Uh, so that says a lot about him. But... You know, work ethic and putting in the time, uh, focusing that energy where it needs to be, uh, staying up to date with everything else that he has to do outside of just getting the knee right. There's a lot that these guys have to do. So I think it's incredibly impressive. But the impact that it can have on this football team is tremendous. You know, I love what we've got in Stogner. I love what we've got in Mims. You know, I love what we've got in our running game with, with Ramondre Stevenson back. You add Hazelwood to that mix, and it just gives you another weapon that is just substantial for this offense. All
2: right, I'm going to squeeze in a timeout here. When we come back, guys, I want your OU offensive and defensive MVPs, your Big 12 offensive and defensive MVPs so far this year. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk. We're brought to you by AT&T. Back after this.
4: football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Welcome back. Toby,
2: Teddy, Gabe, and Chris back with you. Get your officially licensed Sooners gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of OU Athletics. All right, we're talking uh, midseason, little past midseason MVPs. This could change Three big games to go, maybe a Big 12 championship game to go. But right now, Teddy, who is your OU offensive MVP?
1: This is so hard for me. I, you know, before Ramondre came in, it was Spencer Rattler. You know, I think that, you know, a little rough starting off, had some, had some problems there with the football, but got better and better. But I think whenever Ramondre came back, this whole team hit a different stride uh, the confidence level is there. Offensive line's playing better. I got to go with Ramondre. He's only
2: played two games. I know you're giving I, him the MVP.
1: I the, the we look. It's definitive yep. pre Ramondre and argue post with
5: Ramondre. I can't argue with that. Gabe, offensive MVP. Give me Marvin Mims, Ooh. boys. I, I think when you talk about he's been on him from game one. Wide receiver. Yeah. I've been on him from game one. Maybe overreacted. I don't think. I feel good about that prediction (laughs) after the Missouri State game. As a reminder, I said he would leave early and be a first-round draft pick. I still feel good about that, but he's got the seven touchdowns. He's really been able to stretch the field for this passing game, and I think him and Rattler have developed a good connection, but I, I can't give it to Ramondre Stevenson. While I agree with everything Teddy is saying, he's only played two games. But if I had to pick a guy to be the MVP moving forward, give me Ramondre reminder, Stephen nice, nice. Well, the correct answer is Spencer Rattler. But allow me
6: to give credit where credit is due. The most important position on any football team is center. The MVP for the Sooner not? offense is Creed Humphrey. And I'm not just saying this because I'm in the same room with a former All-American center. You're smarter center. than I thought you yeah, were. Sometimes, you're a smart guy. Creed Humphrey has stepped up his leadership whenever this team needed it, ramped up to another level. He was the guy this offensive line has solidified. Eric Swinson's playing better. Give me Creed Humphrey as the guy because I think that he's helped
2: keep this offensive line together. I'll go Mims, too. Uh, Seven touchdowns. We were wondering coming into this year who's going to be the step-up guy at wide receiver. Mims has been spectacular so far. Defense, Gabe, I'm starting with you. Defensive MVP so far.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm not a defensive specialist by any means, but uh, we talked to Alex Grinch not too long ago. He said Isaiah Thomas is the defensive MVP, so I'm going with Isaiah Thomas because the defensive <laughs> coordinator said so, but he's been fantastic, right? Just creating all kinds of havoc at the line of scrimmage, constantly in the backfield, and he's done it from multiple positions, been able to play in the interior defensive line, has been able to play on the edge, He's been fantastic, and I think it's even better because we didn't really expect this from him, yeah. if we're being honest, and that makes it even more impressive in my mind. Chris Plank? Perrion Winfrey. I think he's wow. made
6: all the difference in the interior for this Oklahoma Sooner football team. I really wanted to go Brian Asamoah because he's uh, – He's been, your boy. That's my guy. He's become my favorite interview. But uh, Teddy, Toby, I'll Upset take Perrion. Upset
2: Chris Plank did not pick one someone from the nine I know. It's a shock, right? Who you got? <sighs> I I think <laughs> before so I said, every answer for them was
1: like oh, <laughs> Before I say this, I just want to point out that I don't know defensively if I've ever seen a team where there's not necessarily just one guy like the guy. Usually, it's a you know unbelievable corner or a pass rusher. Or I mean, Ronnie Perkins is. He is. I mean, th- that's true, but. I think it says a lot about how the depth of this football team that they've got guys at, at all levels that you could say have, have been a huge factor for him. I went with Benito and I think it's his uptick lately is is a big reason why he leads the team with five and a half sacks. He's tied for the lead in the Big 12. He's got eight tackles for loss, uh, which is leading the football team. Production matters. He's also got the proper number, jersey number. That's what it's about. (laughs) For a defensive MVP. Come on now. That's what it's
2: about. He's wearing the number 11. All worthy. I would would second what Gabe said. I would go Isaiah Thomas. I agreed with Gabe both times. I feel great about that. That a boy, T-Row. Let's go Big 12. Offensive MVP so far in the Big 12. Chris Plank, you're first up. Ooh, I have to go
5: first? Mm -hmm. It's Brees Hall. That's the only answer.
2: Right,
6: right now, unfortunately, that's the only answer. I think Ramondre Stevenson has a chance to make a run at it. So does Spencer Rattler. But, uh, boys, it's going to be hard to pick against old 2-8 from Iowa State right now. You
5: got Brees Hall too, Gabe? Oh, yeah. You're talking 1,000 yards rushing, uh, 14 touchdowns, and just making people look silly. Uh, he's been absolutely fantastic. He's arguably been the best running back in the entire country. I mean, he has been the heart and soul of that team. And it's probably a good time to remind people, Brock Purdy hadn't played that well at the quarterback position for them. Brees Hall has been the reason that that team is winning as, as many games as they are. And they're at the top of the Big 12 standings. I've got Brees Hall, too. He's averaging 147 yards a game. Unanimous?
1: Unanimous. And I think the interesting thing is we talked about how great it was with Isaiah Thomas that maybe no one expected it coming into this year. And that's what's been so so nice about that. Brees Hall, if you would have pulled the media or coaches and said, who's going to lead the Big 12 in in rushing this year? I doubt any anybody would have said Brees yeah. Hall. Uh, he's just been fantastic. You mentioned it. Nearly 150 game yards a game rushing. And I... I would never have expected that from Iowa State. I thought Purdy was going to have another uh, really nice year lead that offense, but Brees Hall's the key to their success. I will say, Spencer Rattler
2: has a chance to catch him. Yep. If they play spectacular down the stretch with the marquee position the quarterback at OU is, it's possible, but it looks like Brees Hall's got this right now on lock. This is the toughest of the batch, I think. Defensive MVP in the Big 12 so
1: far. Uh, you got to go with Osai, in my opinion, really? at Texas. Really? Texas. Uh, it, production matters. And he, he's he's off the charts right now. Thirteen and a half tackles for loss. Uh, he's eighth in in total tackles in the Big 12. And whenever you watch this game here specifically, this is the biggest game they've had recently. And force fumbles, fumble recoveries, final sack to end it. End it. I mean, he was unbelievable in this game. And at the end of the day, that's what matters is how big of a factor were you in the outcome of the game? And for them, defensively, he's everything.
5: Gabe? Yeah, it's got to be Joseph Osai. Uh, I guess you could maybe consider Terrell Bernard there from Baylor, but he's done for the rest of the year. And he's put up good numbers. But Osai has put together the most dominant performances we've seen from an individual, from any defender in the Big 12. Uh, That game against Oklahoma State, Uh, That was one of the most dominant performances I've seen from the defensive end in this conference in a long time. And like Teddy said, it's all about production. And he's got production everywhere. Tackles for loss, sacks, knockdowns, uh, forced fumbles. He leads leads the conference in forced fumbles. I mean, he has been the best player on the field for the Texas Longhorns, and it hasn't even been close.
6: Chris, you agree? Well, if Teddy picks the guy that was doing everything from a technique perspective wrong going into the <laughs> Oklahoma game to be the... the I
2: mean, that's kind of my
6: point. Yeah. It's not like the Texas
1: bad defense coaching. has been
5: good bad coaching. <laughs> he was doing what he was coached.
1: They, Texas defense has not been good, but they're they're getting better. I yeah. think they're starting to settle into that new scheme quite a bit. Who would be
6: your guy, Chris? Uh, I, I think it would have to be a side, but Wyatt Hubert's made a great uh, run. He has five sacks this year. Mike Rose has been really good for Iowa State, one of the leaders How about Bailey? for gain. And Jaquan Bailey has been huge. I I think he's fourth in the Big 12 in tackles right now as a defensive tackle.
2: I still say Ronnie Perkins is the most disruptive force in this league, but he's only played two games, so he couldn't win this award yet. Um, All right, it is time for the Butkus Brain Teaser tonight, brought to you by the Oklahoma Education Association. Putting education first, what do you got for us tonight, Ted?
1: Okay, gentlemen, since we've been talking about Mims and tying the freshman touchdown receiving record I figured I'd stay kind of in that vein and ask, what is the freshman record for touchdowns in a season? Rushing. Freshman rushing touchdowns. You want the number or you want who has it? Who has it. Mm -hmm. A number would be a a nice bonus for that.
5: Naturally, you think Adrian Adrian, Peterson, but this this has to be a trick. There's got to be a trick here, right? Well, that's not a I mean it's not a trick
1: that's not the correct answer. It can't be that simple. Right, it can't be it can be that easy. Adrian Peterson is number 2 I believe, number 2 with 15 rushing touchdowns. And this is all this is Oklahoma only or this is every? Oklahoma this- only. Oh, Adrian Peterson number 2 with 15. You had Kennedy Brooks as a freshman had 12 which wow. is third and that ties him with Marcus Dupree. For third place,
2: Ah, Dupree would have
6: been a good answer. That was Mm. hmm. boy, this is a good one, Teddy. This is really
5: good. I mean, I'm just gonna start naming the Heisman Trophy winners, (laughs) and hope I get it. Not a Heisman Trophy winner,
6: because a freshman wouldn't have been able to play.
5: Does this count redshirt freshman too? Um, I mean, I guess it
1: does. This guy was not a redshirt freshman, though.
5: Okay. Uh. Wow. Did DeMarco have that big of a freshman year? Steve
1: Sewell? Year? Steve Sewell's a good answer. Steve Sewell's wrong. Okay. Mm. Well, then I'm out. Not a good answer. It really, Is, it, to pick is it within the last 20 years? Y- yes, the last 20 years. Quentin Griffin? No. Incorrect. I think I'm already out.
2: I feel like we've given, I think, I,
1: I think you've beaten us tonight. Keywon Jones. It's Samaje P. Ryan with 21 oh. touchdowns. Really? Freshman record. Yep. As More than freshman? Adrian Peterson. Yep. Wow. Huh. How about that? Teddy wins the Butkus Brain Teaser, ladies and gentlemen. This rarely happens. So uh, This is easy. We, I need to start asking you guys questions. Yeah, we're, not near as good, we're not near as good at this as Lincoln is. I mean, Everyone, I mean, I guess Gabe did, but gosh, you guys covered that. Toby, you were calling the games. I
2: know. Oh, I, I should have got it. I have no, I I have no excuse. Yep. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm old. Um, all right. right. We'll take a break. Final segment when we come back. I want each of you to give me a key player for Bedlam next. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk, brought to you by AT&T.
4: Thank you to our Cornerstone Television Partners, OU Health, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies. And our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Health.
2: Welcome back. Final segment of Sooner Sports Talk. Hey, Sooner fans, come visit the best place to gear up on your favorite OU products, the Sooner Shop, the official fan shop of OU Athletics, right there at the football stadium. Uh, Dan in house says, is there any point where a defender who goes out of bounds is restricted from tackling the runner? He's referring to the Buki play Saturday. That was one of the oddest things I've seen. Yeah,
1: that was strange. Uh, I think the rule is weird and contradictory. Uh, to some of the other rules, but um, I think you can definitely come back in and tackle a player as long as you started in the field of play. But the weird part is, you know, any other time if you're standing out of bounds and touch the football, the ball is ruled out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, recovering a fumble, catching um, it. You know, on a kickoff, if it's rolling around on the ground, catching it. But this is unique where you can be out of bounds and punch the football. And it doesn't matter. So, you learn something new yeah. every day. Lincoln and, learned something new,
6: yeah, too. And he didn't even try 80 hoop. Watch. He knocks and he's like, all right, I'm done.
5: I'm going to try to go get <laughs> well, the ball. Maybe he knew the rule that he couldn't be the first person to <laughs> touch it. Well, that's true. That's a smart Maybe Grimm burger, just has an unbelievable understanding yeah. of the rules. Boy. Boy. Well, we
2: got a week and a half until Bedlam. Uh, 30 seconds for each of you here. Who is a key player in this game? Gabe, we'll start with you. You can go either team.
5: I'll go with Spencer Sanders. Uh, I just think. Oklahoma State, they're going to have to have offense to keep pace with Oklahoma, and he has been as inconsistent as I can remember at the quarterback position for a guy that has the amount of talent he's got. If they are going to have a chance at all with the way that Oklahoma's playing on both sides of the ball right now, he has to play really well. So I think it comes down to how Spencer Sanders plays for Oklahoma State. Chris,
6: I'll see most of my time to Ted, but I'll say Spencer Rattler because I just protect the football. I think they can win going away.
1: Well, I mean, I was going to say Spencer Rattler, but you can go Spencer Sanders, Spencer Rattler, either one of them. I think it's going to be a matchup of the quarterbacks. And at the end of the day, whenever the football game's over, I think we'll be able to look into the box score and see who wins. Uh, what quarterback is inefficient? What quarterback is sacked? What quarterback turns it over? And right now. You check all the boxes right there on Spencer Sanders, who's who's been the most inconsistent. Hasn't played near as much football this year as Spencer Rattler, and I'll probably confuse the two names five hundred <laughs> times during the game. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I I do think the quarterback position is going to tell the tale.
2: Ramondre is going to have a big say in this
1: game too. Sure,
2: yeah, I I think that's For I think Remondre, That's totally true. Yeah, if OU can outrush Chuba Hubbard and LD Brown, that's probably ball game right there. All right. Hey, Chris, Gabe, it's always great to hang out with you guys. Thank you very much. Nice job. Appreciate you guys having us. Feel like it went well. It (laughs) It went well. No, you're exactly right. Next week, Lincoln Riley will be back alongside for Sooner Sports Talk. We hope you'll join us here at Rudy's, and we'll be back as well. Same time, same place, same show. See you then. Boomer Sooner, everybody.
3: Sports Talk has been presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Sooner Sports Talk is also brought to you by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Riverwind, still the one. And by Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.